When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you afraid now? Are you very afraid? Are you quaking in your boots? Are you quaking in your <laughs> other footwear? <laughs> oh, hello, Monica. Hello, Jessica. I feel like we should have come up with spooky names for each other. Perhaps Jessica Tinton. <laughs> and I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like an old timey name. All oh. I can think of was like Morticia. But uh, I was thinking more like like Halloween pun names. Ah, Jesse Black Cat. <laughs> uh, um and uh, Wormica, <laughs> Boonica, <laughs> Boo, Boo. Okay. Halloween well. is canceled this year. <laughs> That's what we hear over here at the pod. That's why we're here putting together a Halloween episode for you. For because you. we're assuming that this is the best thing you'll have to do on Halloween. <laughs> and if it's not, rethink that. <laughs> Reprioritize, Reprioritize, actually. You know? There's a pandemic going on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Fucking figure it out. Um, this will come out before Halloween, just before. But if you want to wait and listen to it on Halloween, that'd you be can. cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you, Monica? I'm spooktacular. <laughs> I really want just like lightning bolts all throughout this entire conversation, <laughs> and like a bubbling cauldron yes! all throughout, and it. a cackling skeleton. <laughs> Yes, maybe some rattling bones. Yeah, oh, love me some rattling bones. So when you you're telling me that when you hear a rattle, you are able to tell if it's bones or something else. Yes. Wow, what a refined ear you have. I know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. So today. We're obviously covering Halloween movies. We're not covering a specific daddy. No. Today we're bringing you something different, something extra, something spooky. Yeah. And I think all all of these movies have daddies in them. Of course they do. That is, that is you know, the thing linking them together other than the fact that they're also spooky movies. <laughs> Mostly because they're spooky movies. And also, this is a nice way for you guys to get used to future kinds of episodes like this that we'll do usually like seasonally or just because we fucking feel like it. What's your favorite Halloween candy, Asica? My favorite Halloween candy? Mm-hmm. I am a big, big, big fan of the Reese's Pumpkins. They have those? Yeah. They're like shaped like little pumpkins. They also have them mm-hmm. in the shape of bats. During Christmas time, bats. they have Reese's Christmas trees. I think they also have ghosts. Reese's ghosts that are white chocolate on the outside. Ooh. They're fucking delicious. They're far superior to uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, yeah. Because Those they have a lot more peanut butter and less chocolate. Oh, and the chocolate's yeah. like really soft on the outside. Mm. They're fucking delicious. Uh, go get some. I will. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, I love a good chocolate turkey. Uh, what? <laughs> I love a good chocolate turkey. What is so, a chocolate turkey? You know, those like, isn't turkey not for Halloween? <laughs> okay. Well, you're not giving me a chance to okay, explain. Okay, please explain. I'm sorry. So at places like CVS or Target or other places where you can purchase things, where you can go there and like give them your money and then exchange in exchange, they give you goods. Stores? Stores. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they typically sell uh, Halloween candy slash Thanksgiving stuff. Okay. And sometimes the Thanksgiving stuff is on sale. And I've always really loved a good uh, <laughs> hollowed out turkey. Okay. Made of chocolate. So, Okay. That sounds great. 
I will. I'm going to rephrase my question and say, you're out trick or treating. Someone drops a candy into your bag. What is your favorite candy? <laughs> Three, two, one. Chocolate turkey. <laughs> I mean, uh, if, okay, if people don't have access to these birds, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what is your like second? Let us. What is okay? Fine. What is your more common favorite Halloween candy? Oh, I'm a big fan of you know those like little Hershey's bars, those like mini Hershey's yeah, bars, yeah, yeah. and they come in like different flavors. Yeah, uh, milk chocolate, dark chocolate. I really love the milk chocolate almond one. Okay. That Those one's are good. tight. I also really like the mini crunch bars. Mini crunch I like bars. When you put them in the freezer. Oh, yeah. Those are the best. <laughs> also really like tiny Jolly Ranchers. Do enjoy tiny Jolly Ranchers. Anything sour. Really. I love a caramel apple pop, actually. That's one of my, my big faves. I'm not a candy corn gal. I like... I had this discussion with one of my friends the other day. I was like, I'm not going to seek candy corn out, but if it's in a bowl in front of me, I'll have a few. I don't understand the flavor. It's candy. It's no. Sugar. What does it taste like? <laughs> it tastes like sugar. Not corn. I got <laughs> fucking bamboozled by the candy corn company <laughs> thinking that I'm going to taste something that tastes like buttery theater popcorn. Not true. It's orange doesn't look like corn it's a triangle it's like corn kernel shaped i need to stop talking about this with you <laughs> if you're not going to be reasonable let's just stop fucking talking about this I'm, I'm sorry what about the little pumpkins that are also usually mixed in with the candy corn i do like those they taste the same you <laughs> fucking fraud <laughs> that's not true sometimes so okay pasta right yeah. spooky pasta is if, if pasta was shaped in a spooky shape would you eat it yeah Okay. <laughs> well, my argument was like all pasta doesn't taste the same if it's in different shapes. I I don't think spaghetti well, tastes the same. Yeah, because we disagree on this argument, period. <laughs> you have a weird thing about noodles and you claim that they're different from each other. When like, I guess technically if they're made from different companies, there will be differences. But I like, don't like spaghetti. At a really basic level, noodles are the same. I think linguine is the best tasting one. I I'm, I'm, can't have this discussion with you on the air. Ling, you <laughs> like linguine, but you don't like spaghetti. There's tr- barely a difference. I also kind of don't like bucatinium. I'm sorry. Oh my god! I think out. the noodles are You're too fired. fat. I'm looking for a new co-host. They taste very Please tinny. Please DM us. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're getting way <laughs> off track here. I apologize for steering us in the pasta direction. That that's okay. I think everyone likes pasta, so they can relate. Um, but okay. So I guess let's start getting into the movies. So obviously, there's a lot of Halloween movies to choose from. We got kind of caught up in that decision making process. And then we we're like, mm, hopefully we'll be doing this for more than one year. So there will be other opportunities to do the other ones. <laughs> so we're going to start you off with a classic, a big boy classic. The classic is called Halloween. 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 I am. Alrighty, Halloween. Mazel Tov. 1978, <laughs> written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, directed by John Carpenter. The year is 1963. The night, Halloween. <laughs> Police are called to 43 Lambkin Lane only to discover that 15-year-old Judith Myers has been stabbed to death by her six-year-old brother, Michael. <laughs> After being institutionalized for 15 years, Myers breaks out on the night before Halloween. No one knows nor wants to find out what will happen on October 31st, 1978. Besides Myers' psychiatrist, Dr. Loomis, he knows Michael is coming back to Haddonfield, but by the time the town realizes it, it'll be too late for many people. Ah, ah, Mainly ah. for horny teenagers. That's yeah. like a big problem. That's his big issue is finding teenagers in compromising positions. Yeah, and, and I then- was <laughs> I was reading something about how when people, when people first saw this movie, they were like, oh, this movie is like anti- like teen sex like that's what this movie is about pro abstinence it's about promoting abstinence and john carpenter was like no that was just like like these kids are just like vulnerable that's the only reason why we use that it's not because i don't like teen sex we don't like teen sex (laughs) teens keep it in your pants we don't want to see you out there having teen sex man (laughs) wrap it up kids wrap it up Maybe they can get. Oh no, this is probably too crude. What I was going, I was going to say, perhaps they can find condoms with bats on them. (laughs) 
<laughs> candy corn flavored condoms. Candy corn. Except apparently no one will like them because everyone fucking hates candy corn. But the pumpkins are fine. Yeah, the pumpkins are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So this movie, Monica, tell me your initial thoughts. Um, My initial thoughts of this film... I love this film. I also love, contrary to most people's beliefs, or not beliefs, but like opinions, mm-hmm. uh, I also love the, what was it, like 2019 remake of this movie? Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> sure. I love both of them. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis in this film yeah. is a revelation. She's incredible. The original Scream Queen. Mm-hmm. Oh, like all the, all the girls in this movie are actually really good. Like I really love PJ Souls. Um, She was in Carrie and she was great in that but she was especially good in this her fucking like she's like the slutty one with the pigtails and i love her (laughs) (laughs) i love her but yeah jamie lee curtis is amazing i had never seen this movie all the way through i had just seen like little pieces so this was my first time actually like sitting through the entire movie and I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Halloween is an incredible movie because I just don't feel that way about like slasher movies in general. Oh, no. They I'm have never going to be like, I'm never going to be like, this is a great film. This is a filmy film. <laughs> a filmy film of film proportions. But I will say that for the time, this movie was fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And this movie is what like established a lot of those like Halloween slash horror movie tropes that you see carry through other horror movies. So it was really interesting and fun to see where a lot of those things came from. Oh, totally. So I think that's mainly like why I liked this movie. Also, like Michael Myers is just creepy. So it's always fun. You know, I have always adored the character of Michael Myers, specifically mm-hmm. because like we can't relate to him at all. Yeah. He is not just, at all. He is like a vessel for evil and that's literally it which i i you know sometimes you think like okay the villain has to have at least one quality that the audience can relate to in order for it to be a good film Mm -hmm. that is not the case this is the uh watching this movie for the first time uh a few years ago i sort of noticed the fact that michael myers like i there is nothing at all about him that i can relate to whatsoever no and i i don't think that 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 is a hindrance to the film i think that that actually elevates the film to a new level um and i didn't think it was possible for a film to be good if the villain wasn't like like really deep and rich like that it's okay for the for the villain to just be like a vessel for evil yeah the value of his character in this movie comes from the fact that he is only one thing Mm-hmm. Um, which is evil. And even from like, I mean, it was so shocking initially to people because when you first meet him, he's a child. A he's baby. Six. And I mean, when you see that first like POV shot, which it, first of all, incredible opening oh, shot so to a movie. Um, it, apparently it took them like days. <laughs> Johnny shoot. boy, we admire you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like when you first see, like you see that there are some odd things, like when you see his hands mm-hmm. through the the mask holes, um, it looks strange. You're like, is that a child's hand? Is that a woman's hand? Is this just an odd shot? <laughs> um, and then you get it confirmed later that it's a kid, and you're like, oh fuck, that's scary. That's really fucking scary. I don't like it. It's fucked up, bro. Children are scary. Children are scary. I think the original title for this movie was like the babysitter killers or the babysitter yeah, murders yeah, yeah. or some some shit. Um, and I, I think John Carpenter has like a lot of angst about teens slash children. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it comes back to the thing I said earlier, where he just like sees them as like a vulnerable and like targetable group. But then also making a child be like a force of sure bad <laughs> like that's uh <laughs> that also i i guess this movie i find to be very curious because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that i think are scary show up in this film in really specific ways mm-hmm. um i mean like for example i love star trek <laughs> okay. I love star trek and when i found out that the mask that michael myers like uses is just like the fucking captain kirk mask yeah but like painted but, like, a really painted, disgusting shade gross. of white yeah. <laughs> i love that this movie takes things that you would think would be innocent or you would think would never be scary in that kind of way Mm -hmm. and like subverts them and turns them into something really truly terrifying well i think that is why people found this movie like so scary especially back then i mean obviously now there's a certain cheese factor to certain effects um 
and things that are in the movie. But <laughs> like <laughs> often the scariest things are the most ordinary things. I know. So I think this movie plays upon that. But also we have to remember that this was like it, it was shot in the 1970s, which was like peak serial killer time. Oh, it, in one reality. Hundred, he didn't have to work very hard to get people scared. No. And so like this was an actual thing that was fucking happening is that like girls particularly were being slaughtered young girls like just just with with no meaning and so i think that really played upon audiences fears really well and luckily it has just happened to carry over and still be good and like people still love it (laughs) um i mean i know we're not talking about the remake specifically sure but jamie lee curtis's career i mean this movie is a big staple in her fucking career. Yeah. And um, I just, watching this film, like, this is Jamie Lee Curtis's film. Yes. This is, I mean, her performance in this is in, is incredible. I, she has, like, a maturity to her that, um, co- I mean, comes with, like, her being herself. Mm-hmm. And then there's the character that she's playing, who is this like vulnerable teenager. Yeah. Um, and I just think that she melds the two very well together to make it very believable mm-hmm. that she could get away and she could be smart enough to like outsmart Michael Myers. And she could like, she is capable of doing all of these things. Like she's not a dumb teenager. No. Um, and I, I, I just really appreciate the, um, like how believable her role is in this film, because again, like a lot of it is, a, it is a pretty, um like a very standard slasher film even Mm -hmm. though it's kind of it's one of the first of its kind really yeah i just think that with a lot of the tropes in this film i really appreciate that she's not like a dumb a dumb not that she's blonde but like a dumb blonde type character who's really like only motive is to get away slash everything happens like with luck like she actually like outsmarts michael myers in this film yeah and i mean then she gets hurt too pretty bad yeah and there are some moments where she's pretty fucking terrified and close to death and like you know i think i think that's what makes it that much uh, more real because i think in movies like this you're used to seeing like oh well the smart one who's like not worried about boys is the one who's gonna survive because <laughs> she doesn't worry about boys because she's not worried about fucking so she's gonna survive the serial killer abstinence <laughs> But I mean, there are moments where you're like, okay, this movie might end with everyone dying. Yeah. And, and you believe that too. Yeah. And that's, that's something that like, you don't go into this movie thinking, okay, like the heroine's going to live and like, this is going to be great. No. You go into this thinking everyone could die. Like that's possible. The only reason I knew she survived is because I knew there was a sequel (laughs) (laughs) that she was in. (laughs) And unless they bring her back as a ghost. Ghost. (laughs) Jamie Lee Ghostess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, This, uh, I think, I think if you're interested, if you like horror movies, especially, and you haven't seen Halloween, like you're, you a fake fan. What are you doing? Because this was like, this is a really important foundational movie. And also, also just cut to John Carpenter for a moment. Like the man is a fucking do it all. He's a beast, you know, wrote, directed, he wrote the theme, which is fucking iconic, but also (laughs) give us a little theme. (laughs) Croon a little croon. No, come on, come on, come on, come on, give the people what they want. Stop, come on, come on, come on. (laughs) Give us a little croon, baby. No, Monica. (laughs) She said no. (laughs) I don't know why I keep thinking the theme is. Because that's to my life. Because like that's what comes to mind. And I don't, I, I have heard, seen this movie once and don't know the theme well enough <laughs> to be like, I'm going to sing it into the mic for you now. Yeah, it's that. So good. Um, but It's really, really good. But also it plays constantly throughout this fucking movie. It's so annoying. And it gets a little annoying sometimes. It's like uh, Beverly Hills Cop when they keep like, beep, 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 yes, beep, yes, beep, yes, yes, yes. It's exactly beep, like that. And they don't sound that different, honestly. <laughs> okay, what I want someone to do is to replace every single time the Halloween theme comes in with a theme from Beverly Hills Cop. Boom, 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 boom. 
<laughs> like I, in a way i i understand what putting the theme in it all the time does like i know it's supposed to like signal the audience but it takes away some of like the anticipation for me because absolutely I'm, I'm being signaled like something is about to happen so there's that but it is very impressive that he wrote that theme and it became so iconic oh it's super iconic it, a lot of people like give nods to it in, in not mm-hmm. in different films specifically but like in other movies or like other other tv shows that like reference the film it's always it always has to do with either michael myers mm-hmm. or this fucking theme yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow that's not the <laughs> none of these are the theme none of these do you know that iconic theme we keep talking to you about we don't know it <laughs> it takes a few times to really stick in the brain monica <laughs> Alrighty. well that was halloween that was jolloween good yes. good movie <laughs> very good movie Aaron I, do you have any thoughts I like it a lot Aaron loves it a lot or likes it a you lot you don't have any other thoughts I like, the, I like the new one too the new one was great too no 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 the old one isn't Judy Greer in the new one yeah well love She's, Judy ugh, my love to Judy <laughs> send my love to Judy alrighty so then we're going to move into a bit more modern a a ha ha Halloween film <laughs> one of those jaja Halloween films <laughs> Take it away, Monica. What We Do in the Shadows, 2014. Written and directed by Jermaine Clements and Taika Waititi. <laughs> Great job. Thank Good you. Job. That's what we do in the shadows, if you can decipher <laughs> from the song. A <laughs> uh, little bit about what we do in the shadows. Follow the lives of Viago, played by Taika Waititi Deacon, played by Jonathan Brew, and Vladislav, played by Jermaine Clements. Three flatmates who are just trying to get by and overcome life's obstacles, like being immortal vampires who must feast on human blood. Casual. Hundreds of years old, the vampires are finding that beyond sunlight, catastrophes, hitting the main artery, and not being able to get a sense of their wardrobe without a reflection, modern society has them struggling with the mundane, like paying rent, keeping up with the chore wheel, trying to get into nightclubs, and overcoming flatmate conflicts. (laughs) This movie is um This movie's whack. This movie's well, whack. It's one of the most <laughs> unique movies I've ever seen. It's whacked out. It's crazy. It's like, whack a doodle. What an interesting take on something. Um, I heard that they filmed like one million trillion hours of this movie and it yeah. took them like a year or something to to get it down to like the ninety minutes. It's a short it's a short film. It's yeah, it is a short uh, film. But a lot of it is improvised. They had a script, obviously. Yeah. I just don't think that they Jermaine Clemens and Taika Waititi, I don't think that they showed the script to anyone. <laughs> it's just like well, improv. I mean, like so you can you can tell that because so much of the movie, it like like what we said, it's just about like the mundane. And I think mm-hmm. the funniest moments about the mundane things in life come up, you know, just naturally out of nowhere. It's hard to write um, the norm. It's so genius that they're vampires. Yes, it's the most unique take on a truly overdone fucking character 100 percent. when i first watched this movie my my friend was like you have to watch this it's a vampire movie but it's a comedy and i was like that doesn't sound like that's not selling (laughs) me (laughs) (laughs) i am not sold then she's like but it's kind of like a documentary and i was like well now i'm just confused so i eventually watched it and i was like oh this is fucking brilliant it's a mockumentary yeah it's hilarious um taika waititi is the most brilliant man on the face of the planet and he can truly do it all i mean jermaine i love you i love you too please don't get please don't get the wrong idea he just wanted to spotlight taika for a second it's okay jermaine we're just going to talk about taika real quick super fast um taika waititi's character in this film is the fucking cherry on top of yes. a really complicated cake yes like the way that they decided what the backstories of each of the vampires was going to be and he's a fucking dandy he's a like <laughs> he's a dandy and so therefore he's the one who like wakes them all up every morning or like every night i guess and he's the one who keeps up with the chore wheel <laughs> it's so funny and his fucking backstory about why he's not with the girl that he loves is ridiculous 
Oh, it's so good. And, you know, we, I, I feel like it's such an incredible take or like it offers such an, a, such an incredible perspective because he's a fucking vampire mm-hmm. and he's like a type A like room mom. Yeah. Basically yeah. is what he is. Um, because like it's a, it's a very relatable role because yeah. either you have someone in your life who is that way yeah. or you are that person well they made vampires relatable they were like vampires they're just like us kind of <laughs> like how us weekly does with celebrities yeah celebrities are just <laughs> like us they're real they unload the groceries they have their children strapped to their chests <laughs> yeah it just like what they do with this movie is they take an insane thing being a vampire and then they normalize it and then they just keep like upping the ante (laughs) of this equation (laughs) so like for the first like 25 minutes Mm -hmm. it's just funny because they're just vampires trying to be normal and you're and you as the audience member are like brought into the world and you're Mm -hmm. getting familiar with like what exactly this movie's about and 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 how what level of funny this is Mm -hmm. and then like the next portion they bring in like um oh which vampire is it deacon's familiar mm-hmm. and you're and that just like raises the bar again because you're like okay so they are still like pretty vampire in some way and then it's the whole section where she's like hunting food for them yes. trying to find people for them and then in the third act you get like you get all the werewolves and they go to the party and fucking stew the character of stew they just take this really stupid idea and then just like raise the bar a hundred times feed it steroids yeah, yeah that's exactly. what happens it's it's they do it's done so well oh god i love this movie it was it's truly truly brilliant this Bravo movie to them. i will say that this movie is really difficult to talk about because if you haven't seen it mm-hmm. then you don't understand the flavor of funny because yeah. it's it's uh, it is a it's a really bizarre combination of like dry wit mm-hmm. uh physical comedy and like really subtle jokes yeah i also do think there's an element of humor added to it by the fact that they're like in new zealand (laughs) i don't think i would have found it as funny as if if it were a bunch of american people talking personally he's like hello (laughs) it is oi the vampire (laughs) i'm just gonna get into me into me coffin you said now you're english (laughs) oh man (laughs) i'm just gonna get into me coffin oh fuck now you sound like a beetle i'm just gonna get into me coffin (laughs) yeah i think you're just making it jermaine jermaine yes taika it is i taika waititi oh taika good to meet you (laughs) i'm so sorry if we have any (laughs) listeners who are from new zealand hey good day mate who like new zealand i'm from new zealand New Zealand Hobbiton <laughs> Taika What are you doing? Nothing Jermaine <laughs> I'm not doing anything at all <laughs> This is a train wreck uh, Are they actually in New Zealand? I thought that they were in Staten yes. Island <laughs> This whole film takes place in New Zealand Hence why everyone has a New Zealand accent K-way. <laughs> They're Kiwis. They're Kiwi vampires. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, go watch this fucking movie. Yeah. It is brilliant. They're also just like really good actors. Like, I think we know at least Jermaine Clements from being just like a big fucking com- comedic actor um, with like Flight of the Concords and. I mean, any other role he's in. He, other things, other things. He's just like a big joke, kind of, most of the time. He's just a fat walking meme. That's but in this is. movie, well, first of all, Jermaine has like a weird sex appeal in general. He has like a very odd face and is yet like really attractive. <laughs> he also plays the crab in Moana. Very believable. <laughs> An animated crab. And the crab who wishes to find the shiny things. <laughs> shiny (laughs) i think that was my favorite part of that whole movie so good (laughs) but yeah so like you have jermaine delivering like his best and then taika i had never seen him act before until this movie (laughs) and uh he's an incredible actor oh his his comedic timing is 
honestly brilliant brilliant it is so like i envy that so much because yeah he his acting is very small mm-hmm. um and very internal he and does I, a similar like ryan gosling thing where it's like all in the tone i know it's all in, it's all in the eyes and it's all in the tone mm-hmm. and he keeps it at a really distinct level the yeah. whole time he does not go above the barometer like he's very much at the center of it all and it's very small and sometimes you can miss it you can miss the fact that he was just funny uh-huh. because he it's so internal and it's so like he's so used to it like that mm-hmm. is his state of being that it's really difficult for you to believe that he's like an actor acting like that's just him yeah <laughs> that's like, just who he is i think of that scene where he um <laughs> where he's killing that woman on the couch and he's putting down <laughs> all the newspaper <laughs> and he's like he's like uh he's like so how are you and she's like oh well i'm i'm going back to school and i'm visiting my family and he's like looking kind of sad uh-huh, all of a sudden uh-huh. but he's still like placing the napkins and he's just like oh, uh-huh. okay, okay well um will and then kills her <laughs> sorry about this <laughs> man's gotta eat <laughs> And so I think if you're like not paying attention during that moment, you you're like, this is it. kind of like upsetting, but he's being hilarious. Oh, so good. This movie gives me belly laughs mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. I will say, I think it like slumps a little in the middle. Oh, 100%. Um, there's a middle, like probably half hour that you're just kind of like, what is happening? Can we move on? <laughs> um, I'm really glad that they turned this, this uh, movie into a TV series. Yes, me too. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's amazing. I haven't seen it either. I think that's going to be my next, my next thing. Oh, really? You'll have to tell us all about it. I'll let you know. Please. As a Kiwi, if it works. <laughs> With your really, your really, really good, authentic If it New makes Zealand me accent. satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> if it satisfies me as a Kiwi. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. This, I mean, this is a really great, feel-good, um, hilarious, like, mockumentary romp mm-hmm. that i i really love popping on around the halloween time just just to give me a break from all of the death and destruction of, of like all the horror movies that we watch see i don't really watch horror movies so i mean if i watch a horror movie i have to have just taken an edible mm, mm, mm. so that i laugh the whole time like i watched the exorcist for the first time during quarantine mm-hmm. and i had to like i I had to be high because otherwise it would have scared the shit out of me. But instead I watched it and I laughed the whole time. The whole when she comes through. down those stairs on her doing the back bend, <laughs> doing the crab or the spider. Shiny. I lost my mind. <laughs> She comes down and she's like, shiny. I love my shiny things. I'm a crab. Shiny. <laughs> this Moana and the Exorcist crossover is the thing I, I never knew I needed. It honestly should happen. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I typically put in what we do in the shadows as a palate cleanser. <laughs> it, it's an... It's a great palate cleanser. It's incredible. Also, Taika Waititi's other films are just remarkable. Yeah. I mean, granted, he did this with Jermaine pretty hand in hand, but like- They were like best best pals on this film. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But Taika obviously is a great filmmaker. I mean, he did, you know, Jojo Rabbit and has gotten acclaim for other things. So um, to see him do something like this- uh, Purely comedic- Yeah. Is is brilliant. Is awesome. (sighs) So good. Anyway- Go watch what we do in the shadows. Yes. Make sure that you have a um, bowl of the candy corn, but the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Only, the Only the pumpkin. Only the pumpkin. And enjoy. And enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so our third and final film is Suspiria. Suspiria. I think probably the scariest of the movies. We're oh, this is this is hands down. Like forget Halloween. Like this is the scariest one of the three. This is just a pretty freaky movie in general. Freaky. So, Suspiria, made in 2018, written by David Kajganik, directed by Luca Guadagnino. Gnocchi. I did it. Based on the original film by Dario Argento and Daria Nicolodi, Susie Banyan, played by Dakota Johnson, is a young American ballerina who travels to Berlin to study dancing at the Marcos Tons Company, one of the world's most renowned schools under Madame Blanc, played by Tilda Swinton. Brilliantly. Under her management. 
On her very first day, one of the students who had been recently expelled, Chloe Grace Moritz, from the school has gone missing. Learning this wasn't the first time this happened, the brilliant new student begins to suspect that the school and its leaders might be involved. As her terrifying nightmares become more frequent, more dark mysteries are revealed as the truth about the school becomes clear. A coven of witches hell-bent on using Susie as a conduit for their ancient leader, Mother Suspiriorum. Wow. <laughs> this movie is big. And heavy. And bold. And bold. Um, it has a lot of body horror, so I was pretty shocked that Monica suggested this movie, <laughs> considering she hates body horror. I do hate body horror. My least favorite scene in the entire movie is when they put the the hooks into that one girl. Oh, that's your least? I thought it would just be that whole scene where she's dancing and her body is uh, breaking. Um, it doesn't look... Uh, I tell myself that it's really not real. So. Oh, okay. So that doesn't affect me as much <laughs> because that was pretty horrifying. It's also all inside. None of it is like piercing the skin. So none of it like bothers me that much. But you see her bones like sticking out eventually. Eh. Do you also <laughs> dislike the part towards the end where uh, what's her face? Breaks her, Sarah breaks her, breaks leg. her leg. Yeah. yeah. I know. I fucking hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. Uh, but in regards to the movie, yeah, re yeah. movie, Suspiria is a beautiful film. Mm -hmm. Um, I say that after we have just talked about like people breaking their legs and hooks. Being it is, it is a beautiful film. It's beautifully shot. Yeah. I love the fact that the, the majority of the film is really bleak mm -hmm. and, and gray and mm -hmm. kind of barren. And the only real pops of color, like these like brilliant oranges and brilliant reds yeah. that peek through whenever something really wacky he's happening and mm -hmm. also dakota johnson's hair yes um i love that the the more the movie goes on the more color is added yeah i really appreciate that um because it's just very different from the original suspiria which is incredibly like in your face and like primary colors up the fucking wazoo so well that, that was the 1970s i know baby, baby. i know baby groovy baby <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just, it's a gorgeous film. It's really beautifully shot. And if you can remove all of the parts of it that are really disturbing and ghastly, then you can appreciate the, the actual beauty of this film and the setting. Yeah. Um, it's, it's cause it's set in Berlin and it's at, during really interesting times. Yeah. During a uh, <laughs> dark ass times, the wall, mm -hmm. which the only critique that I really have of this movie is I really don't think that the, um, the like historical slash political aspects of it are even really necessary. I think that they could be because I do find them interesting mm -hmm. um, because like that's, that's Chloe Grace Moritz's character's whole like motivation because she wants, she wants to be part of something bigger. And so like <laughs> it's a fucking yes. cover up for them. I think they could have incorporated it more. Like I think they could have meshed the two together mm -hmm. a lot better. Um, but I guess if we were to just to take it as it is now, I would be like, yeah, I guess cut that part out. Yeah. It doesn't really need it as the movie stands like as it is now. I don't think that it needs that background. Yeah. Um, I, because it just feels too separate. I think the only thing that like, that it helps with is that it explains why even though these girls are experiencing a lot of weird shit they don't just escape because the outside is also so terrible absolutely um so i think it makes the this the um the school a lot more of like a safe haven for them so it you believe it more that they're like giving into it mm -hmm. I absolutely. Guess, and participating i feel that does that make um, sense does that make sense thank you teacher um tilda swinton plays three characters in this film <laughs> yep uh beautifully might i add so she plays her main character madame blanc, madame blanc. <laughs> <laughs> um nationality unknown not sure if she's a german woman if she's a french woman or if she's a british woman i, I, I mean it's all kind know. of it's all super vague about the nationalities of some of them mm -hmm. Be i mean for everyone really there's that really interesting part where they're doing the vote Right. Um, and it has that a beautiful rotating shot where it like oh, so slowly pretty. reveals the like the hidden quarters mm -hmm. of all of the, the witches, mm -hmm. which I think was uh, Brill. The cinematographer for this is the same as Call Me By Your Name, uh, which know. say what you will about that movie. It's a stunning film. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's um, gorgeous. So and that the guy, I forget his name. I forget the cinematographer's name. Madame but, Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> he does an awesome job. 
Johan Gastavas. Okay, I'm giving this my best shot. The cinematographer's name is Sayambu Mukdipram. I believe he's Thai. Very good. Um, I'm sorry if that was a terrible pronunciation. But anyway, he has worked. He Luca Guadagnino did Call Me By Your Name as well. He was the director. And so this is the same cinematographer. Very, very different content. So but different. Super, super beautifully shot. And he does some of these. He does those really interesting shots where like he changes the angle like ever so slightly while mm-hmm. also moving the camera just to give you like little different views of the room, mm-hmm. which is super fucking cool. But anyway, what I was trying to say earlier was that during that shot where they're doing the vote, you hear everyone like calling out their vote. Marcos. And you Blanc. hear them in different accents. And mm-hmm. so you're just like, who the fuck are all these people? And where did, where did they, come, they from? come from? <laughs> How did they meet each other? <laughs> what, what are they doing? <laughs> um, I love this movie for a multitude of reasons. First of all, this is the only movie that I, you know, no offense. that i love dakota johnson in (laughs) (laughs) i don't really have feelings about her i saw 50 shades of gray that was it that was sort of it right so oh no that's not true i saw her with her like 20 minute cameo Mm -hmm. in uh the five-year engagement (laughs) oh as she's uh, in that she's in that for 20 full minutes she's a blonde towards the end interesting i don't remember this <laughs> yeah jason siegel he dates her after he breaks up with uh emily blunt i see okay mm-hmm. good to know i love that movie anyway <laughs> um going back to suspiria i i love the themes in this film so much i think that they're handled really well i think the themes of like motherhood and sisterhood sisterhood and like you know um one over the many and many over the one like i think that all of them are really beautifully executed in this film mm-hmm. um and i love that you you don't get a real a you you don't really get like a full backstory of dakota johnson's character she kind uh-huh. of just shows up and then it goes back in time to sort of like see where she came from and why she ran away and ra- yeah, yeah, why yeah. she's here um and i really love that i love that 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 um version of storytelling where like you don't necessarily you put a character in the situation and then you sort of go back into their mind or their dreams or their memories to see where they came from and you as the audience member are responsible for putting those pieces together i really like that i know it's not necessarily something that you see all the time yeah I really like that too, but also because her memory of her past like kind of mutates mm-hmm. um, yeah, with it, the nightmares, et cetera. So that's also really weird how you're like, I'm putting these pieces together, but like she's not a very reliable narrator. Not at all. Um, not that she's literally narrating it, but you see it through her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're seeing it mutate. And so you're just kind of like, well, what the fuck did actually happen? Mm-hmm. Like, like I know, but I don't know, which is so much more interesting, especially when you get the big reveal at the end about who she actually is. <laughs> um, I mean, it's sort of, I'm, I I like that the reveal didn't necessarily come out of nowhere mm-hmm. because um, her, Susie, her character's name is fucking Susie. Susie. Um, Susie's mother mentions, I think in the beginning of the film, either in the first or the second act, or at the beginning of the second act, she mentions to, I'm not familiar with like the Mennonite religion yeah (laughs) or way of life so i don't know if it's like a pastor or a minister or a main guy but the main guy yeah yeah, yeah. uh asks her 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 dying mother like oh you know you know i absolve like all all of your sins because you're about to die Mm -hmm. and like this is what happens and she sort of like weakened like weakishly looks up at him and is like well like my daughter my daughter is my biggest sin um and i just thought that that was interesting because i've seen this movie a couple times before and watching it again this is the first time that i caught that Mm -hmm. um and like really thought more about it because that it makes the reveal at the end of the film that much more interesting and that much more believable. Yeah. Um, because it, 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 in the beginning, it sort of came out of nowhere for me. Like the first time that I watched this movie, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why is that a thing? Yep. Um, how is she mother? I don't get that. Suspiriorum. Lingardium suspiriorum. I was like, what the fuck? Like, where is this coming from? And how did this happen? No, it is kind of hard to believe, I guess, the only reason I like um, was fine with that reveal, I guess, is because they showed you multiple times where she has like seen weird shit happening in that school. And Absolutely. Just, like, 
been kind of like blank about it. Totally. Like, like she literally sees them like torturing, not torturing, but like fucking around with the detectives. They've like put the detectives in that trance. And they're like and putting they're the like, hook on them. Yeah. And they're like touching <laughs> them the hook and they like have their pants down and they're like cackling and playing with their penises. It's like really disturbing. It's very disturbing. And she just like doesn't react. None, not at all. <laughs> um, which is why I think that Dakota Johnson was an incredible pick for this film because yeah. <laughs> not to take this the wrong way, but Dakota Johnson can't react for shit. <laughs> So she was great in this film. She's really good at being blank is what you're She's saying. She's very good at being blank. She's a good blank canvas. She's like, a very I, good blank canvas. There is value in that, obviously. Um, I also love a dance movie. I yeah. love a dance movie. I also movie. love a dance movie. So when you find out it's ballet, or not ballet, but dance, but with witches. Ooh. Oh yeah, baby, send me the fuck up. <laughs> this movie you know, we keep mentioning how like gorgeous it is, but mm. the 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 dance sequences specifically are so visceral yeah. and like in your face, while for some reason being at the same time beautiful, and 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 like transcendent. It's so bizarre, and it's very as an audience member confusing because you don't know what to feel. Yeah, I I think it's a really unique horror movie or like thriller movie i think it does things that are really new which horror is one of those genres where it's just like what is there to be done that can feel fresh <laughs> and interesting <laughs> so it's really hard to make an interesting you know horror slash thriller movie mm -hmm. and this managed to do it while also still like calling back to previous horror movies as well absolutely which i think was really really cool like um the girl, uh, what's the actor's name? Oh, uh, Jessica Warner, who mm -hmm. was in the original Suspiria. And then she plays Anka in this one. Mm -hmm. Like she was also in, um, oh, what is the name of the movie? Phantom of the Paradise, which was a Brian De Palma movie. Mm -hmm. And they do like that signature, like Brian De Palma shot in this where they have, it's like the double focus. Mm -hmm. And they do little like um little references to other like former horror greats throughout this movie and i yes. think that's like really cool while also maintaining their sort of fresh take mm -hmm. i love it i i i also love this movie's use of color specifically like just throughout the film is like as i mentioned earlier like it gets more colorful like mm -hmm. towards the end of the film than it is at the beginning and um i mean <laughs> let's just talk about their fucking costumes in that like last dance sequence holy shit holy all those red shit. ropes and the fact that they all like move with them and also away from them, it fucking blew my mind. Yeah. Because again, it brings you back into that confusing space of like, is this beautiful? But I feel really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I, there's like something weird because I'm not I'm not particularly afraid of like gore mm -hmm. or things like that. But witchcraft in general kind of freaks me out a lot and freaks i think it's out. i think it's partially because i was brought up catholic and that's like a big no-no <laughs> that's like a big no-no <laughs> um, but also there's something really creepy about like an entire group of people moving in sync at the same really time aggressively in, really aggressively and uh almost like contorting their bodies in really uncomfortable ways and also somehow remaining kind of calm and also <laughs> at the same time with that calmness being in full control of their body yeah it's really that's like really scary and then i don't like like creepy high-pitched like group like noises or laughter yeah like when you hear all of the witches behind that door like like shrieking and mm -hmm. like grunting that like scares the shit out of me oh 100 something about like group evil is really horrifying <laughs> group evil a subgenre. <laughs> um one thing that i will say about this movie that like every single time i watch it it really fucking gets me and really crawls under my skin is the use of breath throughout the film <laughs> yeah so in the beginning <laughs> it's like <gasps> And then, like, you hear all of the breathing of mm -hmm. everyone. And because it's a dance movie, breathwork is incredibly important. Like, yeah. if you're a dancer, you know, like, if you're if you're not breathing, <laughs> you can't move. So. Well, their entire, like, intent is to live forever. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the whole, that is the motivation of the whole movie is mm -hmm. to find a, a body suitable for Mother Suspirium. Or not for Mother Suspirium, for Mother... Uh, Wingardium Leviosa. No, Mother Marcus is <laughs> yeah. her name. 
But yeah, so she wants to like live fucking forever. And Mother Suspirium is like, nah, bitch, that's not how that this is not how we do things. Mm-mm. Let me come back and correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I fucking hate and love the use of breath in this film. Yeah. It comes up in the most like eerie times. Like every single time there's even a beat of uncomfortable silence, mm-hmm. it's also followed by like breathing. Yeah. Whether that breathing is very breathing is very shallow or very deep or very like or very short or like long breaths. Like it really depends. And I just love the use of breath to tell a story. Yeah. Um this film just does it so well and I hate it and love it at the same time. Yeah, it's super uncomfortable or like you know it's there but you're not paying attention to it and then you realize it and you're just and like you realize gross. it's there <laughs> and it sucks real gross the only thing i'm not a huge fan of is this in this movie is the end oh yeah the end is crazy <laughs> like i i have no problem with dakota johnson being like surprise bitch mm-hmm. i'm mother suspiriorum that is fine mm-hmm. but the movie has like a very distinct aesthetic and like sound to it up until that point and then all of a sudden it goes Mm slow-mo and you get this like really contemporary like modern dance sounding song come on and everyone starts exploding and she like kills everyone yeah she kills everyone who didn't vote for madame blanc I know. <laughs> <laughs> bitch she kills them all they all explode that is like it gets melodramatic because of how ridiculous it is and it's all red the whole frame is i red. have no problem with people exploding if we're doing it in the same style we've done it up We've done it for the past two and a half hours. In it's this a movie. long, it's movie. a long fucking movie. It's in six acts. Yeah. So all of a sudden it shifts stylistically, and you're just like, okay, well, um, it was could a we, choice. Could we have just kept it the same. It was a choice. Yeah. It. I believe that the song was also like nominated for an Oscar. Well, I didn't like the song. So <laughs> take that. I think they just needed a song. <laughs> They couldn't have kept like the same like creepy scoring that they were doing for the rest of the it movie. It couldn't have been I just can't wait to be king from the Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> just thrown in there as people start exploding I'm in slow motion. Be your mighty king. <laughs> just uh, so you guys know, as Monica sings that, she's like flicking her hands out as if she is like cueing people to explode. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing that I will say about that ending sequence, I really love that she allows the the three girls who were originally going to be used as vessels. Yeah. So uh Chloe Grace Moritz character, uh Sarah and what's Olga. her face? Olga. Um, she like, you know, gives them a nice little like, what do you want me to do with you? Yeah, she she's like, What do you want, my child? And two of them say die because they're already so fucking close to death. They're like, mm-hmm. please just let me die already. The last one though, she says she wants to live and then she dies anyway. I so know. that was, so that was kind of very a bummer. Confusing. Poor Sarah. I do feel bad for her. <laughs> she was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I know, and she was just trying to you know, she just wanted to like save her friends. <laughs> Absolutely. Um I Tilda Swinton in this movie yeah. plays this like old psychiatrist guy yes. who, I mean, one of her characters is Madame this Blanc, old psychiatrist the psychiatrist guy. whose name I don't remember. Yosef something. And then this scary lady. Oh, Yosef Klemper or something. Uh, Klemperer, I think. Klemperer, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is inc- I The one thing that I will say about this movie is I don't under- understand his character very well. Okay. Um, I think it's because he's like one of the only men in this movie. <laughs> This movie does not like men. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It's a Um, ladies' film. It's a ladies' film. It treats men as disposable uh, in this film, or as like a joke, or yeah, or as a joke, or as like something to be to like laugh at. Versus the women in this film are very like put on a very high pedestal. Mm and sort of like celebrated and like what they can do is like really vast versus like men are not really useful yeah uh and i i i can't say that i like that about this film but i do appreciate that about this film Mm -hmm. but anyway as just a human being in this world i don't understand his character very very well i think it might be because i don't understand what he's saying 90 percent of the time Well, I mean, Tilda has to sound like a man. And so with that, I guess, comes... A man with a very thick German accent. Yeah, yeah. A, a thicky. And like, and, and he like goes between like 
the like the Berlin Wall. Like he goes between like West and East Germany mm-hmm. all the time, and it's just very confusing because like, that whole era of the world is confusing to me. Yeah, I think I think his character is important because they need someone from the outside sort of advocating for these girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because you there is a moment of compassion that you see from Mother Suspiriorum in the end with his character, which mm-hmm. I also think is important for her character. Mm-hmm. But I do think they could have uh, like explained that. I agree. And also the, the shit with his wife really just threw me off, threw me off, threw me, you know, for the whatever the yeah, saying is. I think it was really just in there because he needed a point of weakness. And that's what it Besides was. Besides him being old and wrinkly. Yeah, he needed like a deeper, a a deeper point of weakness that because, you know, like the Holocaust and et cetera. Mm-hmm. So like his wife obviously got taken away. Mm-hmm. And so he needs to have this like deeper, bigger thing in his life that he wants the answer to that they can use as like a bargaining chip. Right. Um, Because I think if he was just going to fucking die, then they would have killed him. They needed a reason to not. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, that was two of Tilda Swinton's characters. <laughs> the third character she plays is Mother Marcos. I uh, hate this woman. Who looks like a wrinkly avocado. <laughs> she kind of looks like the pale man. From, she, she kind of really does. And she wears these like, like weird goggles. In a way. And she's like naked. It's very mm-hmm. confusing. Uh, and she, she like, looks like she's melting. She looks like she's melting. She also like hangs out like underneath the dance studio and like <laughs> feels Dakota Johnson's character. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Like you know, like when you're looking at houses or something and you want to like feel the vibe of the vibe of the place. She was like doing the same thing with her with her new vessel. Like, <laughs> um, just, uh, blech. gross. Yeah, I don't. I don't like her. She looks like a like a melty like dough woman. Yeah. And I, why is she naked put clothes on her like there are so many big tent dresses in this movie just throw one on just Marcos. throw one on <laughs> oh anyway I love this movie so much me too I liked it a lot more than I expected to wow I know look at that I expect it to be like thoroughly grossed out and just kind of be like eh, not for me mm-hmm. but like if someone asked me to watch the spirit again like today I would Oh, I totally yes. would. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> a win! A win for witches everywhere. Yeah. So those are our Halloween picks for this year. For this spooky season. Yes. 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 Watch them. You'll feel all of the various, I think, the range of emotions that one can feel about Halloween time. I think these movies are a really good, like, range of Halloween vibes because you have a classic Halloween, like, slasher vibe but it's vintage so it's not like that scary mm-hmm. and then you have a funny lighthearted, and then you also have like a really deeply disturbing very deeply <laughs> disturbing in six acts no less yeah and i mean it's not like suspiria is takes place in a halloween or anything like that it's just is it's just creepy as fuck so creepy that it's a really good thing for the for the time yeah absolutely. you know yeah, and obviously we talked about Hocus Pocus in our last episode, so watch that too. That's a Halloween essential. All right, ladies and gentle freaks, we're going to go into our dabble section, aka what we've been up to lately, Halloween edition. So what <laughs> what is our favorite Halloween activity? Uh, Jessica, what's your favorite Halloween activity? Well, I like a lot of things about Halloween time, but obviously we're a little limited this year. You know, so like I usually love passing out candy in my mother's neighborhood, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that is happening. (laughs) Um, Rest in peace. I know we're also going to be recording on Halloween day. So Mm -hmm. there's that. I love that. Mm -hmm. But um, we I I really like usually going apple picking around Halloween time or at least like pre-Halloween, Halloween or beginning of November. And because we live in Southern California, there are not that many places for you to go. But if you go to like Oak Glen, like a little past Yukaipa, you can go to some good orchards. And so I think if it's not too hot, we're trying to like plan a little day trip to go get some apples Aww. so that I can bake a lot of shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. In the spirit of apples, my favorite Halloween thing is food. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, so my favorite activity to do on Halloween is eat the things that I've either made slash bought. 
Uh, for example, I'm a big cider fan. Oh, I love big cider. Big fan of cider. Uh, at, Do you like it hot or cold? I like a good hot cider. Okay. Um, but I have had it cold and I think both are really delicious. Yes. I've also had, surprisingly, a like cider Slurpee type thing. Ooh. That is very delicious. I like cider anything. Like I really like when they put cider in baked goods. Oh, yeah. Like apple cider donuts are really good. Mm. Uh. I've had apple cider strudel. Uh, that shit is up. bomb. That sounds good. Uh, I love a good pumpkin seed, a good toasted pumpkin seed. Hell yeah. That's one of my favorite fall autumn snacks. pumpkin seeds, Monica? Um, I do my husband hates like pumpkin guts so i unfortunately can't do anything about it this year oh um i plan on getting divorced next year though so okay it would make more sense to be able to pull that out do you have like a year. signature flavor you make your pumpkin seeds i really just like them toasted with salt okay um i don't have any like i don't like sweet pumpkin seeds. i know a lot of people like 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 put, the like, roasted like brown sugar cinnamon ones yeah um those are not my favorite like i just don't like a, a dessert pumpkin seed i really love like a good savory pumpkin sure. seed so i'll either do sometimes i'll put like garlic powder on them and that's really delicious Same. i think my favorite has been like sea salt lemon and garlic oh yeah I'll, i will always do like a lemon or lime one time i made like spicy ones and i did like lime and, oh, yes. and like we did uh, that chili last powder. year so good so good um anyway those are that those are my dabbling this is probably what i'm going to end up doing for this jalloween hell yeah <laughs> i support that i'll probably bake something good maybe i'll bring some new oh, i want to make pumpkin bread really badly you should put chocolate chips, chips, chips. i was gonna make like a cinnamon <laughs> strudely chocolate chip pumpkin bread oh i love strudel is my, like my favorite pa pastry strudel, strudel topping on anything like the strudel topping that comes on like coffee cake or like oh. those really like luscious blueberry muffins where oh. it's all fuck me up man so fucking good <laughs> anyway sorry we're like talking your ear off about food okay. uh, we actually have some halloween questions yes we do jessica would you like to read this the first one from yes. our good listener so the first one is what is your favorite halloween movie well, I'm so glad that you asked. I have a top three. Okay, give it to me. Number one is uh, The Great Big Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Two is The Vich. Amazing. Yes, good. Uh, three is probably The Exorcist. Okay. All yeah, right. Those three. That's I would fun. Uh-huh. Good. Uh, my favorite is pretty standard. It's Hocus Pocus. It's- Oh, uh, fuck you. It's fuck off. I'm, it's amazing. My mother and I love it. Like my mom still quotes the movie throughout the entire film while we watch it. So, I put a spell on you. Yeah, now you're mine. She's a she's a Bette Midler super fan. Ooh, did you listen to her? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I know. I stopped myself. She doesn't know how to work it. her phone. Oh god. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, real standard. I love a hocus pocus, but I also like. Um, I just really like movies set in like fall times anyway. Mm -hmm. So anything like that is really comforting. Like I love like Harry when Harry met Sally is such a good fall so vibe. Good. Um, even though this movie is fucking sad, the movie Stepmom is a really beautiful fall vibe. That is a nice fall vibe. You know, so there's uh, I love those like '90s fall movies. Absolutely. Um, those are the best. One thing that I will say is I do miss being able to go to like. Um, you know halloween haunts and stuff yes so we went to um what's the one that they do in griffith park the haunted hayride right. last year mm -hmm. so fucking fun mm -hmm. i'm so mad we can't do this year they're doing like a drive-in one and i don't think that that sounds fun so <laughs> <sighs> i don't like hay it. <laughs> i don't like hay so i don't I go i did not like sitting in the hay next to strangers mm -hmm. and like having a scary man like breathe in my ear um, because that's what one of the actors did. He like put a chainsaw above my head and then stuck his uh, face. Like, that right would in not my be ear. allowed in the COVID times. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I specifically miss the like Warner Brothers haunt that they did. They did like a Halloween Horror Nights type thing, but like on the Warner Brothers lot. They did. So it was when? like scary Gilmore Girls. Just like last year. <laughs> it was like two years ago. Oh, okay. They didn't do it last year. They canceled it. They just straight up fucking canceled it. Oh well, that sucks. Because not enough people like bought tickets, but I bought tickets. I didn't even I went, know about this. I would have gone. That sounds great. They had the exorcist, like they had an exorcist one. Ooh. Uh, they had an it one when it was really, when oh, it God. first came out and it was really big. Uh, someone, I don't like movies like it. They freak mm -hmm. me out. Um, And a, a man made You don't like go, the Scars Guards? 
I, I love the scars <laughs> first of all okay. <laughs> um but no that movie is freaky i just don't like creepy jump scare like shit hiding under your bed movies um because i will actually be terrified of them in my real life that makes sense even if i know they're insane and would never happen that's true so like a scary Pennywise clown is not, is not going to you know be under my bed but still um and a man made me go see that with him on our first date and i was so mad that is not <laughs> that is not it i was very upset and i was just like i don't like horror movies and so afterwards he was like how'd you like it and i was like i did not i did not like it good for you for voicing your opinion <laughs> uh what's your next question our next question is what is your favorite halloween costume that you've ever had so I guess like what's the best thing you've ever gone as oh, on Halloween? I once went as the Hamburglar. <laughs> uh, if that isn't on brand, <laughs> I don't know what is. Oh, also, I think I was like maybe 10. Mm-hmm. I went as a penguin, but I didn't have like a real, I'm, I used to make like make all, all mm-hmm. my costumes. Um, but I had this like giant like styrofoam tube that I like put myself in and drew eyes on. That's cute. That sounds yeah. nice. That was supposed to be a penguin. <laughs> um, I'll see if I can find any pictures. Uh, they all they all got lost in time. Yeah, <laughs> I think my oh once in college I went as Heather Duke from Heather's, oh. and my friend went as Veronica Sawyer, and we carried around the uh, the, the, cro- the croquet, croquet mallets, mm-hmm. and so many people were like, "Who are you supposed to be?" And then the other people who like also had cool like movie costumes mm-hmm. were like heathers yeah <laughs> heathers yeah, yeah. Girl. <laughs> so that was a really fun um, one and then once in high school i went as magenta from rocky horror and that was oh, also a really good costume that's a good costume no one ever gets my costumes like what what have you gone on what's the most obscure costume you've ever done oh <laughs> one year i went as pirate's booty and no one got that one. What? Okay, but like, what did the costume look like? <laughs> um, uh, my because I got a lot of like hand-me-down stuff mm-hmm. that I then converted into like new costumes. And sure. one of my brothers went as uh, Jack Sparrow. Okay, so I took his costume yeah. and then printed out a bunch of like uh like little butts and then put it all over me. <laughs> i feel like i would have gotten that um and then i like i super or not super glued but like hot glued a bunch of like pirate's booty like colonel like mm-hmm. the little little guys like all over my sword okay so the people you were around are just stupid they're just dumb as fuck yeah, because <laughs> I that. Yeah. two years ago i went to a halloween party with my with one of my good friends and we dressed as betty and veronica from the archie comics not from oh, like riverdale not from riverdale and like we had i had a sweater with a v on it and she had one with a b and we were dressed exactly like them and then everyone was like are you like Velma and Daphne from Scooby-Doo and I was like no bitches be crazy nor are we dressed like them bitches be dumb (laughs) everyone asked us that I was like have you never ever seen an Archie comic in your fucking life trash and then we said we're Betty and Veronica and they're like like from Riverdale Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was once a reindeer oh for Halloween for Halloween wow yeah now that I think about it, maybe, it, I mean, it was only like within the last like couple years that I started wearing like normal costumes. Like I went as Morticia. <laughs> That's good. Morticia was like my first like real like, like normal costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went as uh, something else and then something else. Okay. So. Well, maybe next year will be the time for us to shine. Maybe. <laughs> I'll go all out. Hell yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> maybe I'll be talkies next year <laughs> like like the food like the food yeah <laughs> for a minute i was like like the movies like you're going no. as a talkie no <laughs> <laughs> um, all right everyone that was halloween happy halloween stay safe and as always don't, don't sue, sue us daddy, daddy Favreau. Ah, 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 ah. Ooh. goodbye Bye.